am I going to cut out the whole Modern Family Cinematic Universe or, or what? No, this is a hodgepodge <laughs> episode. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, it's just sometimes sometimes if we go on a, you know, I like to pull something funny out of context that we said and put it at the beginning <laughs> before the intro theme. Welcome to Our Sets. Thanks for stopping by. Today, we've got a mixed bag of stuff, a hodgepodge, if you will. And we've got Livy. Hey. We've got Adam. Hello. And I'm Seth. Before we get into our hodgepodge slash things that Seth decided he wanted to talk about today, Adam, Livy, either of you got something you want to share about your week? Um. Uh, well, last night... So, you know, these are trying times. The interesting things are happening in the world, and it's just hard sometimes to find motivation. Are they? Help um, date the podcast. What interesting things. <laughs> oh, you know, just like a global pandemic. No biggie, no biggie. Um, so you say that, but just so you know, I'm pretty sure the one, the I just listened to the, like, bonus album talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Did we make and, jokes about a global pandemic? Oh, boy. No, no. <laughs> that'd be really bad. No, but you were making Russian hacker jokes, oh, and you yeah, were like, "This will date us," and it was like, eh, "I'm pretty sure everything's gonna date us." Yeah, and I said that we weren't gonna talk about the pandemic, and then we did last week anyway. So I figure, you know, floodgates are open. It's an important topic. People just, in uh, like just reality. September just, are gonna care still. Yeah, I think we just have to look it in the eye, you know. Um, so, you know, it's hard to find motivation because just everything seems so meaningless. I have no, nothing to do. So last night I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and just like try to relax, try to like chill out a little bit um, and just try not to think about stuff, which is not really the issue. I just wanted to do something that wasn't going to, that was somewhere above watching old seasons of Survivor, um, but like below actually using my brain, somewhere in between. Um, so I have Euro Truck Simulator 2 on my Steam account. So I was like, that's it. I will become a European truck driver and I'll listen to a podcast and I'll just drive through this, you know, this digital scale model of Europe and deliver freight to people. And that seemed like a really good idea. Um, except that I, I was going a little too fast and my truck went off the road and then I couldn't get it back on the road and it refused to move. So I had to cancel the job and I had to pay a fee to cancel the job. That was more money than I had in my fictional truck driver bank account which meant that my dream of escapism and non-anxiety suddenly became very anxious as I realized that my fictional truck driver was in fictional debt and that I had to you know just start worrying about fictional money you know it just really backfired not in in a similar way I had an issue with that this week I think it was yeah it was like Monday. Uh, so I've started reading at night right before bed to just help me relax. And as I read a bunch during the day and other things, and my mind's like thinking, it's just a way to relax. Right. And so I was reading the Magnus Chase books, which are super easy, like young adults, like really does not take much brain power to 
process what's going on there. But then this book was J.K. Rowling's Casual Vacancy. And mm-hmm. so somebody dies in this small town, and then it's how like a bunch of people are affected in different ways. And we're just getting into Act 2, so I feel like what's really going on is going to come to a head but there there so it splits up into like nine different people that you have to follow which was really it was tough coming from magnus chase so (laughs) following nine different storylines to start a book and then one of them like for one short little chapter really got into like Here's the home scene of this drug drug addict who's not taking care of her child who's like three, and it was it was a very intense scene for me, and so it was just like, hmm, I now unintentionally have given given myself plenty of material to like think about as I'm trying to go to sleep, and so it took me like half an hour longer than usual. I was just you know relating to your doing something that you thought was going to be stress-free and then ended mm-hmm. up not being. Yes. So I'm sure my fictional truck driver will be fine. Uh, I don't think he has a fictional wife or kids. So I should be good. I mean, that's what you think. Wait till you get deeper in the game. Yeah, I haven't uncovered all the lore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep stopping at truck stops and there's little notes that tell you about... <laughs> Today, my child is seven. I'm driving a truck, so I missed his ballet performance. Unlock secret data pack seven. That <laughs> shouldn't be funny, but no. it is. Because <laughs> I'm imagining um, the new Spider-Man game where you find the backpacks and everything, and it tells you something, and it's uh-huh. the same thing. You just stop it. Truck stops. Yeah. Well, the, like uh, in Red Dead Redemption 2, there was like... One on one quest, there was one chain of dialogue. You usually had like two choices for dialogue, and it would start like a conversation going one way or the other way. And there was one mission close to the end of the game where if you chose the right option, the main character would start talking about his kid that he'd never talked about before. It's like, <laughs> wait, hold on. I'm 30 hours into Red Dead, and I'm only now finding out that Arthur's a father. That's just never come up. Yeah, I just started as my summer break in many ways has started early um so i've started that although the problem is i like to listen to something while i play a video game and that's really difficult during red dead because i kind of want to hear the things that's going on and i feel like for some reason the things that they tell me guide me in certain directions Mm -hmm. also i suck at just fighting people in red dead it's the worst oh man i'm not bad the aiming's really easy no, no, no! I can shoot somebody. Oh, I the fighting, mean, fighting the fisticuffs. Oh, those are fun. I always enjoyed that. I mean, it's enjoyable. I just feel there's a real sense of peril that I get of like I will not make it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just feel like the game's being nice to me, and it's like, okay, we'll let you hang on a little longer, and like somehow I make it out of it. But man, we should just man, do a whole podcast on Red Dead too. We sh- we should not. I have thoughts about Red Dead too. Y- yeah, it's good. But what are Livy's <laughs> thoughts on Red Dead too? I have no thoughts. Don't Maybe know what that it could is. Be our first Patreon bonus episode. We're just me and Seth talk about Red Dead for two hours. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, so unless Livy, did you have something to share? That was a lot of me and Adam. Um, no, right now my dog has just climbed into my chair with me, so I'm trying to get him down. And he well, I think that's selfish. Get off! I... Go, go. Okay, I'm free now. Um, I don't think I had really anything happen this week. I mean, other than you have a a good pup that loves you and just wanted to be a part of what you were doing and now you've thrown him away yeah he's really enthusiastic but uh about our podcast good excellent yeah, about the podcast. yeah just like all of our listeners <laughs> yeah if we yeah. could have all of you in all of our laps while we record though that's you know, that would be ideal but just whoa, 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 whoa. adam adam whoa. adam adam this is possibly a family show <laughs> I met all our fans. They're all as passionate as Louie's <laughs> dog. You're you're thinking of Red Dead. You were like, you know, if our listener could come sit on Peepaw's lap, that would they would feel right at home, right at a part of the conversation <laughs> by the campfire, eating some bear meat. All right. So without further ado, let's get into this hodgepodge thing. So. My weird journey that I went on started with, I was like, you know, I've listened to a lot of the same music a lot. Let me branch out. And instead of going to a different realm of music, I didn't jump into heavy metal for some reason. I was just like, let me go further down this. I'm going to call it alternative pop, but somebody is welcome to disagree with me and tell me that it has an actual name. I think that's just what it is. So there was this song. Oh, where are you? Which is Stay the Night by Jukebox the Ghost. I mean, this actually isn't where the journey starts, but anyways. Uh, it's so reminiscent for me of um, Don't Stop Believing. And after the chorus the first time, he makes reference to Driving on the Highway with Journey, Don't Stop Believing, like... He even makes Wait, the he reference. actually said that in the song? Yeah. Oh man, I missed that. Yikes. I didn't uh, I mean, catch that either. I'll cut it. I'll cut it out right after the chorus, but But it all of this just sounds very reminiscent of something. So here you go. So, you know, I'm singing Journey on the Highway. I'm still believing them. So, like, I didn't realize that... it was so overt. Yeah, I thought you were just because referring to, to like, a... the instrumental, and I didn't pay attention yeah. to the lyrics. Well, to give a little behind the scenes, Seth, originally, maybe this is going to be a spoiler, but you compared it to a different band. That, okay, I won't spoil it. You compared it to a different band. Um, and then when I listened to it, I was like, this is just don't stop believing. <laughs> um, so I can't believe they even name dropped it in the song. That's pretty. That's pretty bold. Yeah, well, like, so the question is, what makes a song sound like whatever you think it does? And maybe this gets into some, like, psychology stuff that isn't the right thing to talk about, but whatever. Um, but it, it seemed to be a question of, am I hearing a topic or am I hearing a schema or a schemata so that schema is like literally these things are happening 
and I guess a good example would be if you think of attention and um, thank you next along with some other songs I think there's a Justin Bieber song that I can't I don't think it's yummy but there's some other song that was new that he did recently that's that 1e 2e 3e of where it's 16th dotted 8th but instead of being dotted 8 16th it's just flipped so it's short short long short long short long but like attention and thank you next both definitely do that and so i don't hear those as like it could be a part of the style but i don't hear it as topically the same thing it's just kind of i'm realizing that there's a schema that is similar between them of you're using this rhythm in the same way does Ooh, that make sense a... yeah that reminds me i remember seeing articles about oh, i can't remember what it's called now some like melodic contour or pattern that started showing up in like the 2010s and they called it like the millennial something and it was That's like a minor third going back and forth but i can't remember what it's called now it's hmm. the falcon <laughs> No. <laughs> but you see, now we can title the episode Millennial Falcons and Our Sats? What? We'll get all the views. Or listens. Listens. So, anywho. Oh, the Millennial Whoop. Oh. That's it's fun. a melodic pattern alternating between the fifth and third notes in a major scale typically starting on the fifth, and the rhythm of straight eighth notes, often using the wah and o syllables. So like G, E, G. And it's going wow, Uh, wow. uh, Yes, I guess. (laughs) Um, Here's some examples. Adam, we talked about this last time. You have to be declarative. There is no guessing. Okay. Uh, Some examples are, according to... Wikipedia, TikTok by Kesha, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, California Girls by Katy Perry, uh, Good Time by with Carly Rae Jepsen and Al City, um, and a handful of more. I'm sure there are a lot of others. Aren't those four people the same person? They just wear a different costume, different wigs, similar yeah, to so. yeah, 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 similar to the Sun and Moon. You guys don't want to respond to that. I don't know that reference. You know, where the sun and the moon are the same person because you've never seen them at the same time. I see. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to say it was a very old Family Guy reference is what I'm remembering it from, but mm, well, then, I'm yeah, sure that joke me. originated before that. Yeah, there's a lot of articles from 2016 about the millennial whoop and why is it in every pop song? Hmm. So I have this fun uh, filter on google chrome like an add-on that changes uh, the word millennial to snake person (laughs) (laughs) and millennials to snake people so right now my whole google page just says the snake person whoop uh (laughs) why are why are snake people obsessed with this (laughs) that is such a gen z thing to do it changes there's one for gen z too i forget what it is it's like the children of some like elder (laughs) snake god like it's really buck wild. Oh, uh, 
So clearly what we need to offer through like when it when we get our whole network of things set up is the option to download Adam's Google filters. Yes. <laughs> oh, when I when I search for it, it's it's officially called Millennials to Snake People. Um, but when I search for it, it just says Snake People to Snake People. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so and it will come up it, anywhere. It comes up in like uh, your Netflix uh, subtitles. Oh my gosh. Like it, it completely takes over your browser. It's probably sucking all my information into some pipeline, but eh, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it'll be okay. So, anyways, as I was listening to that song, the like the timbre, which is something we talked about in one of the article review podcasts that we did recently, mm-hmm. but the timbre of the like anthem style voice that the singer singing with, I did not look up Jukebox the Ghost lead singer's name so i apologize for that um but where the voice is combined with the pianos doing the same alternating thing that um, journey does and don't stop believing that's right in the middle of the piano and then that so that like registrally timbrely where i was hearing that created more of a the topic that's like related it to journey but then the like schema mashup that I was hearing was Journey's beginning of the bass line, and then there's the five to four motion that I remember from Babbo O'Reilly. I'm sure it exists other places, but that's like what I remembered it from. But that was more of a schema to me and less of a topic because I wasn't, it didn't make me think this is the same style. It made me think, Oh, these are related note-wise. So, what are your guys' thoughts on that? You mentioned Bob O'Reilly to us, but I didn't hear it as clearly. I think I was just so taken aback by the um, "Don't Stop Believing" parallels. Yeah, that even though they share this, and just like the timing is different, and the baseline is like the baseline for Bob O'Reilly doesn't really do what "Don't Stop Believing" or "Stay the Night" to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's not the whole thing. It's just the, I'm hearing the, Babbo O'Reilly. I'm thinking of one, five, four. Right, but like and so, I guess just because. I just I thought I was hearing a little blip of that five four or I, that may have been that didn't feel like five four that felt like something else. but anyways that's what i thought i was kind of hearing yeah kind of i guess it, just for me it's so obscured like the rhythm's different that i just wouldn't yeah, yeah, have pulled yeah. that out immediately i do hear well, the harmonies though and <clears> i <throat> think that's something that like in stay the night it just feels like the faster version of Journey, kind of. Because there are a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, but then the the like pre-chorus thing, where it's just driving eighth notes, to me, that's more... leans more towards like the schema side of things, where it's doing the same thing that Don't Stop Believing did, but it's not... If I just heard driving eighth notes, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is a journey 
topic or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I probably won't play it, but towards the end of the song, there's a little guitar solo, and then you get this vocal harmony for a second that's reminiscent of Queen for me. But then I, what I wasn't sure of was, is it really Queen that I'm hearing, or is it just like an almost theatrical style of singing and harmonization that I'm more relating back to them. That was kind of what that was kind of what I wondered when we listened to that. Cause I, I knew immediately what you were talking about when I got to the little queen moment, but I was like, feels like this may not be queen necessarily. It may just be that I personally have heard queen do this, you know, which I think is what you're saying. Yeah, but then I guess, at least to me, when we get into topics and other things, there to, I guess, give, oh, to make the topic believable, I do think you have to use something that's, like, big enough that you think it could hit your, like, enough people would agree that they've heard that before, Mm -hmm. which, just so we know... I think is nearly impossible because I found out this week that Sarah, my fiance, has no idea who Michael Jordan is to the point of what she did not she did not know that he played for the Chicago Bulls. Oh, you guys are and... watching that new doc? No, 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 no. But oh man, it's good. Though. Um, I mean, I want to. We we watched the first episode of Tiger King. Oh. So. So if you're really trying to find out the exact placement of this episode, you can find the drop of both of those things, and you've got, like, plus or minus two weeks. Yeah, I'll say mine's much more helpful because that came out this week. <laughs> you guys are, like, I mean, a month and a half behind. I'm just, I just don't Did they talk about Michael much. Jordan a lot in the first episode of Tiger King, or is that just unrelated? <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought he he was the one who owned eighteen tigers. He's the Tiger King. Yeah, are we watching the right documentary? (laughs) So, like, we could keep going down the jukebox, the ghost trail, because it is one of those. This is the beginning to Hollywood, but well. I just wanted to say one thing. We were talking about like the the harmonies in it and how like maybe it's not just a queen thing, but do you hear a lot of other people do those harmonies? Not really, but then that would in this like weird alternative pop rabbit hole that I was going down, I was I was finding that the mixture of things that people were doing was I mean, maybe I just haven't gone deep enough down the rabbit hole but it was it was odd to me of like huh i guess you could put those things together they do remind me of other things but i don't i don't know if it's reminding me of something specific or just generally and i guess Mm -hmm. after this i'll play the um oh not cecile in the satellite sorry um you've got me which was like topical overload for me but then i think the question on that is is it really a topic or is it just so many schema that i've heard before that i want to relate to other things but i can't who's you've got me by uh still jukebox 
no 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 that's um did we want to listen to hollywood or up to you we can listen to hollywood for a second so that we're on jukebox the ghost so that you've got this like i mean it's like 1940s 50s like an odd sound that i relate for some reason to like the bioshock games of like when they're trying to put you in that old space that's what they're doing and then as soon as we get out of this it immediately for me goes to like theatrical like i could see the whole song being a part of a musical and i don't know if that comes from like they were theater kids growing up or the pianist like specific because on especially on this album which is i don't see which album it is but no i can't tell you it may just call it jukebox the ghost but anyways it's like they've redid all the songs as piano songs only which is cool i wouldn't say they're like the hardest piano songs ever but it does feel like somebody took the time to write out a real piano part instead of just like bounce on some chords but i guess do you guys get the like theatrical vibe from this yes yeah so but it's like especially that part but then there's it's like a weird doo-woppy kind of a thing to me and maybe doo-wop isn't the exact right thing but when i want to describe it i think doo-wop if that makes any sense mm-hmm. like i'm i'm willing to have somebody in the comments tell me that that's not the appropriate use of doo-wop but whatever um so anyways you've got me um which i did figure out part of it part of it is red bone whatever the little like intro thing is um that one but like you see it's just that sped up and then where they enter is like a similar place timbrally and vocally but I don't know. When you guys listen to this, does it sound like it is other things? What is this? This is You've Got Me by the Greeting Committee. Did you mean the Childish Gambino song, Redbone, or the band Redbone? No, no, no. The Childish Gambino song. Okay. I mean, it's not necessarily that anymore, but... But then this chorus... Like, I, I want it to be something so badly that I know. But I can't tell if it's just... I have so many things that it reminds me of that are schema, and it doesn't necessarily allude to something that would be a bigger topic. But it's, it's like, the chord progression and everything really reminds me of something that I can't place my finger on. So, how how did that song treat you guys? It didn't really remind me of anything. I can kind of hear the red bone thing now that you point it out, but I, that song wouldn't have jumped out at me because I don't... 
I may be able to listen to it like twice, but um, whatever it's reminding you of the chorus anyway, I'm I'm not getting the same thing. It's probably just something that I haven't listened to that it's reminding you of. Possible. Um, yeah, I don't. It's just I guess there's like it's like soul rock, and I just I really want it to be like. For some reason, wanted it to be a Lucas Graham song, but it's not. It's like maybe there's some similar things, but I don't know. Which is, I guess, why, like, I'm having trouble figuring out: is it the literal like chord progression that's reminding me of something, or is it like more like I was talking about with "Stay the Night," where it's like topical and it has more to do with how it sounds but Can then you remind I, I me guess one more in, time what that song was called uh that was um you've got me you've got me by the greeting committee okay i was trying to see if they use the same sample as redbone no i tried real hard to find any information about that song or about them and basically i think i learned that they grew up in missouri and that they're a band and that they wrote that song that should have and that's been all the information the i got yeah and the sample like website that i used to look up samples is mostly focused on like hip-hop and then the soul and r&b samples that hip-hop uses so i don't think i'm going to find it on there but yeah I'm trying to think if the, i mean no i mean i guess as far as like schema and topic goes that's it's really the gist of what I got. So, um, one thing we were talking about off mic earlier that I don't think we've brought up yet was illusion. Do you want to like maybe talk about how you were also thinking about that and how it compares to like topic versus schema? Because to me, I would lean towards like describing things that way, like especially yeah. in that in that first song when you pointed out that they specifically like say listening to journey, like that feels like they used that piano riff or like, you know, the, the piano sound as like an allusion to that song. Like they did it really specifically. Yeah. 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 So this is, um, Marvin Gaye by Charlie Puth and Megan Trainer, um, which I think people have heard before. This was the one that to me, isn't really a Marvin Gaye or a Prince or a Michael Jackson song or something. Um, but he's alluding to Marvin Gaye, Prince, Michael Jackson, and a whole bunch of other things. And I we see the same thing in this, um, was it, MKTO song classic, mm-hmm. where he's referencing all these things, but he's not inherently musically doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I guess... To me, that's why this song would be alluding. Mm-hmm. And I think Stay the Night alludes to Journey too, but I guess they then go a step further and musically do it, which would be like a topic the, like, or a topical re- Yeah. And so, and I that's at least that's how I'm choosing to interpret topics, anyways, is more of a musical illusion. So that that kind of makes sense, though. So, so that like, sorry, go on. 
So like illusion is kind of like the big umbrella. You can do it in a bunch of ways and then topics can be a musical illusion under that. And so can schema. Well, or schema is maybe not an illusion. It's just like a tool that multiple people use. Right. And so uh, I think I had asked the question maybe at some point on Reddit or something because I saw somebody was talking about uh, schema or schemata. And I asked, like, couldn't those things be the same? Because if we can define a lot of classical music with, like, here's this schema that's either you know defined as stock opening or closing to phrases Mm -hmm. and so you know the outer voices do these specific things and so just modernizing it a little bit and Mm -hmm. saying that there's still going to be musical gestures that will be like stock musical gestures Mm -hmm. um i think at some point you can say yes to make this topic you kind of have to have all these things going on yeah I guess so that because a topic is more of a style and so if you were going to play a blues song there would be certain elements that you would have to have not only timbrely but then like musical gestures you would have to have a certain chord progression you know mm-hmm. along with certain other like melodic things happening right. that would gear you towards here's this topic mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that was a long-winded way to not answer your question. No, I mean, I think that made sense. Like, I think you could argue that schema are kind of more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, less sort of personal than a topic. Like, you could argue that. Like, it's just this, like, kind of yeah, tool. I think... But you could also argue that it is a topic when you get into, like, how it's used and like where we expect to see them and stuff like it does work with topics in that way yeah and so uh, as as i was listening to songs that were just like scrolling to the bottom of spotify and like oh who's a related artist or something and clicking on them sometimes you get a timbre that's similar and you're like oh this just sounds like this and that's why it's putting it in that like alternative realm for Mm me but then other times it's just like oh that's the same schema mm-hmm. that and so that i think a good example of that would be i like neon trees i went to go see them um unintentionally because i was going to go see maroon 5 and owl city and neon trees were opening for them mm-hmm. oh boy must so, have the best night of your life um <laughs> I don't know why I was so sarcastic about that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would I would generally say like hey, Owl City I made do, me roll my eyes, but I, I respect uh, the other two. Owl Owl City is like a guilty pleasure. I'm not saying that it's every fair. song is great, but I would. There was oh I don't I don't remember what song it was. It wasn't Fireflies, but I do think There's it was also something. Vanilla Sky or Vanilla Twilight. Was, is it Vanilla Twilight? I think Twilight? it was that one. Those were like my jams in 2009. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that as someone newly driving and like was playing with his radio, I would love to, for Vanilla Twilight, crank up the bass 
because there's like no bass for the first 20 seconds and then it comes in and it would just like rattle the whole car so so there was like a guilty pleasure to owl city i mean at some point i would say it all just starts to blend together which again gets us back to the question of like i think the topic just starts to sound the same even though you could argue there's little schema in there that make them different but the like overall sound you hear is just like oh this is the same thing again but neon trees was awesome live it was like they were there was a ton of energy to the band it was a ton of fun and this was before everybody talks so they had animal Mm -hmm. and they had one other song that was with animal that i can't place right now but it was before like everybody talks and sleeping with a friend and some of their later hits and then it doesn't seem like they've done anything in the past five years but as i started listening to their hits of reminding myself like yeah i like neon trees then it started to become like wait a second we use the same one and three and one and and three and and one and and three and like the same little bass patterns and some other like there was there's definitely a topic where it feels like they're referencing an 80s style mm-hmm. but then there's also wait a second you guys are like almost trying to do the same hit song a couple times in a row mm-hmm. i don't know sometimes sometimes i find that you get hung up on trying to do the same thing in a row. And I, you know, people are like, Neon Trees was fine and I enjoy it, but I guess it did make me tired mm-hmm. pretty quickly because it was like, oh, we're just doing the same thing again. A lot like you too. If only Incorrect. they did something different. <laughs> I just wanted to get Adam fiery. Yeah. I mean, lately, huh? What? No, just their their YouTube's output lately. Oh, oh, okay. Point could be made. I heard Lakely, and I was like, "What? (laughs) What is he? Is he talking?" (laughs) It's just a very subtle YouTube reference that nobody except like (laughs) my dad, me, and my dad. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess so. For you guys, if you are listening to something new and it like reminds you of something, what do you think it? Do you think it's you're hearing schema that are related, or do you think it's more like timbrely big picture topic wise that you think, oh, this is sounds like this? I think for me, it's usually a combination of the two. Um, like. I don't know. I feel like timbrely, a lot of things sound like each other. So I don't usually, it doesn't jump out to me quite as much just because like so much stuff can sound the same if you're just thinking about timbre. But um, if it's combined with like a certain harmonic progression or it's combined with like a specific melodic contour over a certain chord progression, like that kind of stuff, then it'll jump out at me. But it's like a combination of the timbre and like a schema, a schemata, whatever. Um, usually if the timbre was different, it wouldn't jump out to me unless, until it was like pointed out or I was looking for it. Um, and same for if it's just timbre, but if it's a combination, that's when to me it's like usually, oh, that sounds just like 
some other thing. And I had that moment when we were looking at your Dave Matthews album a couple episodes ago. Um, yeah. I still haven't placed it, but it was like those songs where we were talking about how he tried to get a little bit more like rock sounding. Um, it The timbre changed. And then like there was moments where there was like specific chord progressions where I was like, that's just like some other song. And it was a combination of timbre and schema. Yeah, so that, like, that song for you, I think, is what the You've Got Me, uh, the Greeting Committee Mm -hmm. song is for me, where it's like, this reminds me of something, but you just don't have the right topic and schema to place it, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's, the neurons are firing, and you're like, this is something, (laughs) figure it out. Especially when it's like... I'll have moments where it's like a really brief moment in one song and a really brief moment in another song. And it like hits you like lightning where you're like, Oh, that sounds exactly like something else. But it's such this brief moment that you almost have no chance of finding it. If you like, can't think past that one little moment. Like I was listening to that Dave Matthews song and I'm like, it sounds just like something, but I can't in my head imagine where the other song like goes from there. And so I'm like hopeless and trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. Well, and uh... My dad is the best and the worst at this, where I think it was, like, the most recent time would have been during Frozen, where (laughs) we were, I enjoyed it. I saw it with my fiance. That was, like, our second date. So I enjoyed it. Um, I'll go out there and say Frozen 2 is better. Um, Maybe not musical hits and jams, but I feel like story-wise, it made more sense. But that's a different podcast. I haven't seen Frozen 2 yet, but Tangled's better than Frozen. Um, Well, yeah, (laughs) because Mandy Moore. I mean, who doesn't love that the popular girl from Princess Diaries randomly showed up again in your life in Tangled? Wasn't she also in This Is Us? Isn't that a Mandy Moore vehicle? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. I guess, but you see, that's you pushing your popular topical associations on me i haven't seen this is us so i said mandy moore is in (laughs) no it's just going back to the i can't read things that are too like stressful this is us seems exactly like a show that would be too stressful for me i saw the pilot and i was like man this is really good and then i never watched it again i haven't watched the show but i do know it's a very stressful show just because I know certain I s- plot points and like it's just too much. I assume yeah, it's, it's too real. The marriage story, just every episode. Mm. <laughs> no, imagine every other difficulty you could go through in life extrapolated onto like eleven characters. Mm-hmm. But not the marriage story. Uh, so no, that's that's why they made if... the marriage story to fit that void. Well, I don't. I just don't know if they've gotten to the divorce arc yet. I think that tonally they're pretty different, aren't they? I haven't seen either of them. Just my impressions yeah. of them are that they're pretty different, but I don't know. Yeah, I think generally in This Is Us, people are happier than. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, who's to say? None of us, because I mean, we I haven't watched I, them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I think there should be a whole segment where we judge things that we haven't seen. <laughs> I can't wait for adam driver after his divorce spoilers at the end of marriage story to start dating somebody on this is us and they're starting like the realistic family drama cinematic universe wow 
it'll so that you're suggesting dare i say it that after the world got through the modern family that they needed every anti-hero to like <laughs> contrast all of them so they just made this is us and the marriage story and then yep. we'll bridge the two uh-huh. and it'll be the perfect like villain to and then modern their family. civil war will be the modern family fighting the this is us marriage story uh uh, oh forget what it's called like mixed families wow <laughs> i love it you get them together it's just like two and a half hour movie of like the most promiscuous characters on the show all trying to like ruin the other person's life and just so much <laughs> yelling <laughs> i'm also because is i mean i would imagine all the kids on modern family are older now so I'm picturing Arrested Development on Netflix. <laughs> so Arrested Development can get into this if it wants. No, 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 no. But I mean, they... That Michael Sarah like, uh, transition going into season four where all of a sudden he's a gang he's like wearing the He's like wearing the old outfits, but he yeah. looks, you know, like a hundred in them. Yep. <laughs> but but so I, good. I think that's what they would need to do too is still like claim that the characters didn't age. Just lean into it. Sort of like a hot, wet American summer where it's, you know, adults playing children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seth, I'm going to pull it back real quick. I'm curious of what you were talking about with your dad. We got way off track, but I want to know. <laughs> oh, sorry. So during Frozen, as we're sitting in the movie theater, he would either, it was either my mom or me. But he would lean over and just tell us, this song is this song. And then he would he would be like, there are no new songs in this. I don't know why anybody's impressed with this movie. So he, was like, he ruined an calm experience. down just a little bit. <laughs> well, the thing is, sometimes he can place the song. And like you were talking about, place mm-hmm. that little snippet. Yeah. That it's not even the whole song. It's just enough to make him believe of like, no, this is this. And yeah. then be be settled on it. Be like, I figured it out. <laughs> um, and then sometimes there's no explanation of why he thought it was that one. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, this is that song's been done before. <laughs> like, interesting. But I would never doubt his powers because <laughs> they are mighty. He just has a general catalog of all the sounds he's heard, but he can't always reference back. I really, I really think he does. <laughs> that and being able to guess totals as you're checking out. That's the other so, power. Not that one, but the, the sound catalog. I feel like one of our professors has that, Dr. Rust. I feel like... He would hear something and be like, oh, that sounds just like, and then he would take 10 minutes and then he'd play it at the piano. Like, I feel like he has yeah, that superpower. I can do that. I did that a lot in my class, but just for like really small impulses. Like mm-hmm. I would play the first chord of a, of like a harmonic dictation and then stop and be like, huh, that's like the first chord in this chorus of a Who song. And then I'd pause <laughs> class and I'd pull up the example and I would just like, you know, run it back like a second and just like play that second at a time and like... Huh, all my students would be like, yeah, that is that chord. Can we just do the dictation now? <laughs> you see, and it is it is funny and charming that you would even reference the Who after you claim that you don't hear Bab O'Reilly <laughs> yeah, in my okay. song. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have perfect pitch, but 
I could recognize like exactly the same chord being played in a dictation as it appears in like an actual song. Oh, okay. The yeah, one I, I remember that. was like, it was an arcade fire song that just started mm-hmm. like a piano chord being played. And it was mm-hmm. that one. And I was like, Oh, Hey, this is arcade fire. That's funny. It's like, I don't have perfect pitch, but I know that song really well. Mm-hmm. Am I going to cut out the whole modern family cinematic universe or, or what? No, this is a hodgepodge episode. Okay, that's fine. Well, it's just sometimes, sometimes if we go on a, you know, I like to pull something funny out of context that we said and put it at the beginning before the intro theme, and it's like, well, that bit's really off topic. It's fun, or I, I could do. just cut the whole thing and use the funniest quote from it, but then we'd lose the whole bit. So up to I you. I do like the idea that we'll do a podcast episode of us just reviewing things that we've never seen. I feel like that's something I do myself, yeah. just regularly, uh-huh. where I'm like, ah, oh, that's crap, and I just never watch it. I mean, it. if you want to make a list, but... so far we've talked about Tiger King, Frozen 2, This Is Us, Modern Family. Michael Jordan. Arrested I mean, I have been watching that. I have watched that. But like those other four things I've mean... not watched any of, and I've said a lot of things about them. I've, I've watched the first episode of Tiger King, so I feel like I'm I mean, an expert just like the rest of the world. You've got the gist of it. I mean, yeah, I've seen enough memes on Facebook to get the gist of it. <laughs> There's a king. He kills people. <laughs> he might be gay. You know, it's really uncertain in the That's first Game of Thrones. episode. <laughs> <laughs> you see, what you don't realize is that there's going to be a crossover episode between Tiger King and Game of Thrones. Now that would be interesting, and I think people would prefer it to season eight. <laughs> here's here's the thing, because I didn't finish season eight. But doesn't Danny end up leaving? Uh, now, to be honest with you, Seth, the only episode of Game of Thrones I've seen is the last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what happens? I was going to say, leaving uh, is the wrong word, isn't it? <laughs> does she Does she straight up die, or...? Are we supposed to spoil... Are we supposed to spoil Game of Thrones on our podcast right now? Oh, I'm going to spoil assume... Game of Thrones on our podcast. And since, yeah, since you already labeled this as a hodgepodge episode, I'm feeling worse about being so wildly off topic. So to spoil Game of Thrones for everybody, um, yeah, she dies. Oh. So what you're saying is we need the other Targaryen that could theoretically mate with Jon to come back into the picture and take over, which would be... Was Joe? That one? I haven't seen that. His... No, 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 no. My, my thought is that Tiger King is the other Targaryen. Oh. Oh, and that's how they're going to do the <laughs> oh boy <laughs> what a crossover the episode that would be yes <laughs> hey but seriously wouldn't he fit in with the lannisters i don't i don't know so i guess i guess the real question that our listeners need to answer is is God, I hope it's... Yeah, it's Joe Exotic. Is mm-hmm. Joe Exotic more of a Lannister or more of a Targaryen? <laughs> and This is a podcast about music theory. <laughs> I, I absolutely believe that our music theorists would get this reference and have an opinion. That's yeah, fair. <laughs> as far as music goes... I think I'm far more likely I'm far, far more likely to recognize or like accept um, topics or illusions before I, I think about schema. 
before you think about schema like existing or that they're or that well, like it attributing makes it... to why do I think these things are similar? Right, right, right. Okay. I'm probably going to go in the order of topic, then illusion. Maybe flip those. I'm not sure. It depends on how overt the illusion is. Like in the in well, they kind of have to go. Song. I was going to say Seth and I, I, if I remember, we were kind of saying they have to go together. If you like, if they it's a musical together. thing, like if it's a musical illusion that's going to involve a topic. If yeah. It's just, okay. So yeah. yeah. So that one's at the top, and then I would think about schema later, only because eh, while a lot of pop songs are structured similarly, I don't know if they always like copy specific um, figures. Yeah. So clearly, I, I think it's far more common that you're trying to emulate something or be a part of something. So with that being said, I think here's the next question, which kind of relates back to the last episode, the debate for all ages, you know, between Adam and Livy. If you haven't listened to it, go, it's worth it. But thinking about kind of those levels, foreground, middle ground, background, where would you kind of place topic and schema? For me, like a topic pretty much needs to be foreground because if it becomes middle ground, then it kind of becomes a schema. Mm. That was my initial thought. Cause I think that schema is middle ground because um, it's, it's the outer voices. So it's already like a reduction of whatever's going on. Um, and it's not the complete background because it doesn't have to be like the core structure, but it's a structure. So to me, it's middle. But then if you have a topic that's not a schema, I think that involves some element that is more foreground, like the timbre or like bit more filled out harmonies. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, and... Uh... That's why I think that this was an interesting point of discussion because to me it, it it's topic seems broad but then I guess if you think about it like originally I wanted to place it in the middle ground or the background because mm-hmm. it was like it it seems like a broad thing that if I just hear this like if I hear a pop song that's using any version of 1456 like chord progression there's a certain topic that i'm like going towards but then i do think if when you get into the specific instruments have to be present there's a specific timbre of the vocalist and all these other things that that's pushing you into the foreground okay yeah that makes sense and but then it was i don't know it was like schema I was thinking to have all the notes present, you either kind of need to be in the foreground or the middle ground, not necessarily the background. Because I might not, I guess background might be, you might have eliminated certain schema at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're thinking about traditional music theory, uh, a schema wouldn't show up in like a Schenker outline. background and like a shanker background right yeah i get that so and i would so, say i think that uh, a schema would happen in the middle ground I'm talking about pop songs again 
uh, I think a schema would happen in the middle ground, and I think that a topic could happen mostly in the foreground, but also sometimes in the middle ground. Yeah. Because, like, thinking about when you said that you pulled Bob O'Reilly out of that song, that was based somewhat on timbre, but also just on the chord changes. And the chord changes were so structural to that song that they'd be middle ground at least. Right. And the way that they're performed would be uh, probably just foreground. Uh, but the chord, the harmonies themselves would be more middle ground. So I think a topic could happen in both, but mostly in the foreground, and then a schema would be middle ground. Yeah, so it was, I don't know, it was an interesting thought because, like, again, I, I think I've said the topic being seeming like a broad thing and then realizing that when you're going to place it somewhere, it pretty much has to be in the foreground and maybe the middle ground, but it does feel like that's kind of a stretch. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's all the hodgepodge stuff that I have for you guys. Yeah, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Is there any other declarative statements that we need to make? No. No. <laughs> I did it. I finally did it. <laughs> he was certain. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you to all our listeners. Um, if you haven't already, go find us on Facebook, Twitter, like us, comment about us, review us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Um if you haven't reached out to us directly, we'd love to hear about what you think about the show. Did you like this episode? Did you like the articles episode? Did you like the album talk? You know, what do you want to hear about? And I mean, we're searching for ideas along with apparently whatever pops into my head that I want to talk about on a Thursday or Friday. So you guys feel free. We're happy to talk about anything. And if you need something else, just let us know. All right. Thanks for stopping by guys. See you. Bye.